Games. 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 Yeah. Okay. Tom that attack. Yeah. It's Tom Matt Attack. It it's is a weekly podcast where myself, Thomas Parry, and my good friend Matthew Ball talk about video games. We do video games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's quite a chatty little show. It is. We, we do like to, you know, tip a tat, give a gab. Yeah, yeah. We, we just talk about what we've been playing, you know, what we've been buying, you know, and and general gaming news that has sparked our interest over the past week. Maybe even offered a little bit of debate. Who oh, knows? I love a bit of debate. Yes. Also competitions. Oh, yeah, we have got a competition with an astounding seven entries. Yep. This week, uh, you will find out who has won how many Microsoft points? 1,800 Microsoft points, Ooh. Thomas. So, yeah. so one lucky person tonight is going to get all those Microsoft points. What they can are. they buy it? Buy, buy with it. What, what could we recommend? Um, Super, s- Super Meat Boy. Super Meat Boy. Is 1,200 points. Yeah. Uh, you can also get uh, Battle Block Theatre, which I've been playing a little bit of yeah, this week. One thousand two hundred points. Yeah. yeah it's good. Uh, the Darkstalkers games are up at the minute. The Darkstalkers collections uh, say four hundred points on. That. I think it's only eight hundred. Oh, you could maybe you buy could two games with that, and then you'd have two hundred left over for Avatar items. No, indie games. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Cthulhu saves the world. Eighty. Come on. Oh. You've still got a whole one thousand seven hundred twenty left. The possibilities are nearly endless. They are nearly. Yeah, nearly. Um. Yeah, but yeah, tune in. To, uh, we'll keep listening to the to the show. Yeah, we'll see it at the end. We'll let you know anyway. But you know, you you should listen to it firsthand. Mm. Oh, loyal listeners who entered the contest. So Matt, Matt, yeah. Matt Boyle, Matt Boyle. Uh, played any games this week? I played quite a few, Thomas. Actually, I haven't played that many. I've bought a lot, but I haven't really played that many. Um, still playing Secret of Mana. Still playing Fire Emblem, and I I kind of want to talk about it. I've kind of hit a wall with Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, despite how much I really, really like the game. Uh, I I am admittedly pressed by the fact that I know I could just play Dragon Emblem Awakenings. Is it the 3DS title? Because I have that on my shelf. Y- yeah. And I'm aware... Fire Emblem, not Dragon fire, Emblem. Fire Dragon. <laughs> God, I should apologise. Probably worth noting, Thomas and I had a little bit of a drink before recording this podcast. Dragon Emblem, oh my days. Yeah, um, Fire Emblem, I apologise. Um, this completely makes what I'm about to say redundant because I can't even remember the name of the series. Uh, yeah, um, I'm aware I've got Fire Emblem Awakenings on my shelf and... I'm aware that they've kind of ironed out a few of my niggly problems with Shadow Dragon, which is a DS remake of the first one. And I'm, as much as I really loved the concept of it to start with, now that I'm getting into the tougher missions and it's meaning that I'm having to restart my game all around 15, 16 times per save point, which takes a bit of a... Mm. It's a bit of an ordeal on the 3DS. I think it might be a bit easier on the 3D on the original DS where you can just turn it off and then put it back on. But permadeath. I don't know if I like it anymore. Yeah, you're really quite sold on it to begin with. I was very sold on it. And to be honest with you, I think I will be in Awakenings because uh, you can you know, your people can marry and then you can have kids who have the attributes of their parents and stuff. 
Can you explain um, for our listeners who aren't familiar with this what permadeath actually Yeah, you probably means. should. Um, usually, with those of you familiar with games, obviously, things like Final Fantasy and this kind of game where you have a character and they die and at the end of the battle you're like, oh no, and then you use a phoenix down or you go to an inn or you no go one somewhere. Really actually dies. No one dies because obviously these people impact the story and therefore them dying would be a massive hindrance not only to the writer but to the whole experience of the game. Fire Emblem, because it has so many characters, has a feature that's been in it from the start and I think actually the second one introduced it and it's kind of novel in games before it but permadeath so that means if you are in the field of battle and say your archer dies he's dead there's no way to get him back there's no way to relinquish those stats does he get a funeral no he doesn't he just oh. dies he dies oh, in the battlefield Tom he dies yeah. a warrior's death yeah. but at the end of the game it's great if you see everyone who dies and you go to their funerals it could be like the end of Les Miserables, you know, where you're like... All cannon fodder. All cannon fodder. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, they come in and sing to you, but yeah, cannon fodder. Oh man, I really need to get that game again. Yeah. I've got it on the Mega Drive. Have you got it on the Mega Drive? Yeah. I had it on the Super Nintendo. Very funny story, yeah. my brother buying a, um, like a pro controller for the Super Nintendo to better play Street Fighter, because he was a bit of a Street Fighter addict, and he had a turbo button and all this kind of nonsense mm. you get on third-party controllers. And he was playing Cannon Fodder. He got so frustrated with it the first day he bought this controller, which he'd saved up for and paid about £40 for, just launched the controller across the room. And because it was a third-party, like, clear Perspex one, the corner of it caught on the side of the windowsill and it smashed the controller. And I've never seen him speechless before, but he was a bit upset, to say the least. Yeah, uh, Cannon Fodder, great game. Um, But no, uh, Pym Death, kind of getting to the stage now where the missions are really tough anyway, and surviving a whole round is enough of a challenge, but then I'm gonna a lower level character which I've then acquired dies on the battlefield, and I've just kind of gone, oh well. Yeah. I I've kind of got over it a little bit because I was I literally I played up to the first thirteen chapters. Nobody's dead. I have every single character that's possible to collect, and then I there's a guy in the thirteenth chapter. Or it could be the 12th. I could be speaking about the wrong chapter. And it might even be the 11th. I can't remember. I've played a few since then. Uh, but there's a guy who's a ballista. He's a guy that shoots long-range missile things. And the only way to get to a him... A ballistic kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Not a barrister. No, a ballista, I oh, said. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's I my thought he's a barrister. I no. They don't usually go onto the battlefield. Sometimes they do. <laughs> you know, when there's a blame, there's a claim, Tom. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so you get this guy and they're very good at shooting uh, the kind of winged horseback units. I've forgotten the name of them, <laughs> purely because mine's dead. Um, and they keep killing that person, but they are the only people that can talk to this person to recruit them into your party. And there's physically no way unless you've upgraded them, which means you've played the game for a silly amount of hours and grinded and stuff, to get this person there within one move to talk to them without putting it in the range. And he auto-fires on that particular unit because they automatically go for the weaker unit. Mm. And she died. I must have been 30, 40 times. I've not been able to progress past this point. I just said, bugger it. I just don't care. Like, I I got there. I sacrificed another unit to get this Mm. woman there. And, yeah, I recruited this guy. And I was like, well, actually, I've probably spent 
nigh on two, three, four hours mm. in my playtime of this game because after two or three tries, I just got frustrated yeah. and put it down. Well, I guess in the great scheme of things, the developers, you know, they suppose that people are going to die. And you're well, not, you, and of course, as much as you want to play it perfectly and not let anyone die, they expect that to happen. Yeah, so. exactly. And I mean, even like I've touched upon it and I think our first podcast, no, no, the second one, sorry. First one was Tomb Raider. Um, where the developers themselves and the guys in Nintendo of America were just saying, yeah, we've set the game all the time. So, like, they do it themselves. Like, they don't expect you, if you want the character to live, they'll reset the game and stuff. And you can do it because the stats are randomly generated. So if you want to be really, really particularly nerdy, sometimes you can level up and you get no stats bonuses. So people turn the game off and then replay those last few rounds just to get a character level. No, I don't like. I just don't care. People quit out of one-on-one fighting games just when you're about to win. Sorry, that's kind of unrelated, but it's saying, you know, to just kind of go, oh, reset. Is this talking about your Soul Calibur Five? Uh, no, it experience. hasn't happened recently on Soul Calibur Five. Uh, you know, but it, it has happened in the past. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like permadeath. I mean, you were someone that gets frustrated by games sometimes if you can't figure out what you're doing. What would you think of permadeath in a game? Well, as long as it didn't become an un- annoyance, you know, yeah. as long as I could let people die quite I think I've got to that point, often though. Often, Be- and, and not worry about it too much, and yeah. it wouldn't bother me. It would add an extra uh, layer to the gameplay, uh, you know, an incentive, you know, to play better. Oh, well, that's what it does, but, yeah. like, there's some challenges that are just undoable without spending many hours, like, a r- like trying to glitch the arenas so you can keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting. So mm. I just... Yeah, it's a tough game, and I've just kind of come to terms with the fact that people die. And and a long game. I was asking you that. I said to you, you've been playing this for quite a while now, Matt. How far are you into this? And you said about halfway. Yeah. You, you, you guess. Yeah, through. yeah, I'm about halfway through. And how many hours gameplay would you say have you... I honestly yeah. couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Maybe I'll run and grab my DS in There's a bit now and check. Quite a bit to keep you uh, busy on this game. Yeah, yeah, and this is my thing. Like, I have so many great DS games that I really want to play. I, that's kind of why I gave up on Mario Luigi Partners in Time because I didn't enjoy it and I had so many other RPGs and things mm. I wanted to play. You haven't even touched uh, Monster Hunter yet, really, have you? I've delved into it a little bit. I did play yeah. it a lot on the Wii, though, so I'm kind of I'm very familiar with the game and the fact I want people to join my hunting party and stuff, I haven't really touched it because of that because it involves a lot, a lot, a lot of investment of hours. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, um, if anyone has got Monster Hunter, actually hook me up on twitter at tma cast and now you join my hunting party that'll be fun yeah. i'm really really under leveled i played it all for an hour but yeah we'll have fun uh yeah so i i don't really like it and played more of metro 2033 it's good just a first person shooter really it's got some really nice things talked about it last week not going to delve into it it's good and then i've started a similar challenge to tom's Figuring, well, if Tom's going to play through and complete all the Sonic games, I oh, should probably... Did I ever really agree to that? <laughs> yeah. I know I've started, yeah. Yeah, you've started nearly all of them now, and you've completed a lot of them in all fairness. So I thought I'll do the Mario games because I've completed all of the NES games. I've completed the Super Nintendo ones. Previously? Even. Yeah, yeah, previously, before this. Um, but I... I can't. I don't think I ever completed Sunshine. I know I completed Mario 64. which I I'd, I'd actually like to complete Sunshine. Yeah, I'd like to complete Sunshine. I haven't played Mario Galaxy. I Sunshine phys- is notori- notoriously difficult, though, I think. I yeah. Think it's but got I a like reputation as being a hard Mario game. Yeah, but I like it. I, I, I do I, actually I like, like the aesthetics think, and stuff. And this time of year, it's perfect. 
Yeah, it did get a lot of so flack as well. I remember like a lot of my friends hating it. I mm. don't see anything wrong with it. I think it's a really good game. Maybe that's just uh, rose tinted glasses and me not playing it for about six or seven. I, years, I have fond memories of it. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm making this Galaxy's clear. better, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I may write a blog for it on Blast Process of my progress through the Mario games and my qualms and stuff with them. But mm. I, I'd like to do that for Sonic actually. Eventually, you know, yeah. when, once I've gone through a few more. I... Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, yeah. I think I'm gonna do it and. I am going to focus on the main Mario titles, but I may delve into the educational Mario games just out of curiosity. I may play Mario's Time Machine and Mario's Mission, but I, I, I'm not committing to that yet because I want to see... You play Hotel Mario on CDI? If you've got it, I'll play it. Oh, yeah, a bit difficult. Yeah, exactly. We need a CDI. That's the problem there because yeah. I know you've got the game. We just haven't got a CDI. Not yeah. here. Not in, not in the shack. No, no. no. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, so I'll be doing that. But played uh, Super Mario Brothers, the original. Um, well, I say the original. I played it on Mario All-Stars. And, of course, because, of course, you can save on Mario All-Stars, which I guess is a um, draw. That's my, that's <laughs> one of my things I'm throwing in, though. I'm not going to play it with save states You're or not. anything. Well, you, it's just an option, isn't it, on that game, that you can just save where you, your progress, where you're up to. On the thingy one, yeah. But, like, Mario, th- Mario 3 and stuff, you could do that anyway, right? You could, there's... Not on the NES. Really? You have to start from the beginning. I thought there was always a save state on the NES. No, I, I, not on the NES. I've, like I said, I've explained previously. I think pro- Zelda was one of the few ones yeah. that actually had a battery save. Really? Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, my brother sold all my NES, well, his NES Mario games before he handed me the NES. Mm. So my Mario experience, other than the game. Oh, I'm actually going to do the Game Boy games too. I'm going to do Super Mario Land. Uh, I don't Land, know. Uh, Land 2, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Land 2 is probably one of my favorite. You got games. it here. I've got it here. Uh, yeah, I've got it too. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I'll get it maybe on the 3DS. Just uh, for convenience sake. I've got here as well, I think. If you really? That, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do that. I'll <laughs> I'll drum out the details later. But I played Super Mario 1 on uh, Mario All Stars. I'm, I have got the NES version. I got a nice European boxed one with my pal B, NES. So I, I think I may try and do the nice one on the first one. But we haven't we've got Super Mario One, we've got Super Mario Three, we haven't got a copy of Super Mario Two. We have. Have we got it here? On the Wii. Oh yeah, but I'm talking on the NES. You've got to play on the NES. Well I might play the first I'm gonna play the oh, first yeah, one on the NES. Sorry, I'm getting confused now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got everything on All Stars, so we're Yeah, right. yeah. But like I haven't obviously I haven't got a Famicom, so I can't really play Lost Levels, i.e. the real Super Mario Two. I've got that on the Wii. Yeah, no. Well this is what I'm saying. Like I can there's ways of me playing that. Through. Oh, it's on it's on All Stars again. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to play them on the original console where I can because we've got most of them. But the NES games are the tricky ones because we haven't got two. We haven't got lost levels, etc. But yeah, I'll talk about that more on the thing. Really yeah. Anyways, what have you been playing, Tom? Uh, me. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me remind Get your my digital list. Let up. me remind myself. While you babble about that, I'm going to go grab my 3DS and see how long I've been playing oh, Fire Emblem. Okay. I, I, I'll, ba- I'll babble on to our, our lovely listeners of, of the podcast. Okay, so uh, so I completed Sonic 1, the, the Mega Drive version. If you remember, if you listened to last week's podcast, you'll remember that I completed the Math System game, which is... I, I played that one a lot. A bit of a walk in the park, I guess, but uh, I didn't get all the emeralds, so that's something. Um, yeah, but Sonic 1. Now... I actually uh, prefer the Math System game to the, the Mega Drive game. Uh, I, I, I think the Mega Drive game has a lot of little frustrations. I don't, I don't enjoy the level design as much as uh, some of the other Sonic titles. Um, 
But yeah, Sonic 1 still a great game. It's, uh, good music, definitely. And uh, it, it began in uh, a fantastic era of uh, 2D Sonic games. It did look very good. I mean, I've seen on Twitter a lot of the retro gaming community saying about the Master System being better than theirs. I never owned one, so I can't really comment. Oh, you're it. talking about the Master System version? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it just it looked great. I mean, the Mega Drive version for me has always had the qualm of feeling too slow. Really, the, 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 it's, it's the level design of the first game which it slows things down a little bit. Um, over the years, you know, especially most notably with the Sonic Ad- Advance game, especially Sonic Advance Advance Two, that just was all about the speed. And there was a really cool thing. I mean, I'll talk more about Sonic Advance Two when I play it again. But uh, where you could add the next little bit to your jump by holding down the uh, right shoulder button and pressing yeah. up or right, you could actually once like kind seconds, of pop off your jump. You could pop oh, off that's your, and that cool. was it was so good. It's it's a fantastic game. Um, but yeah. Anyway, finished Sonic 1. Good game. Enjoyed it. Uh, played a bit of Soul Calibur 5. Uh, yeah. I do this often on a weekly basis. But I, I wasn't winning online. I, was a, I like how you know you gain experience. You can still level up even if you don't win. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I met a few people with a few cheap tactics. And yeah, I kind of run into that a bit on uh, Persona. Yeah, that's why I haven't really touched that until I get an arcade. It's, it, it's a shame. On the whole, though, I, I, I played some good battles. Uh but yeah, I need to, a bit more practice on that. Um, Pokemon Black. Now, this is a major thing for me. I, I haven't played that game in an awful long time. And I was actually a little bit hesitant about picking it up again because it's just been so long and I didn't have a clue what I was doing or where I was up to. Yeah. In fact, I went back through a cave, which I I must have spent a while getting through to get to where I needed to be the first time around. And I, yeah. went, I went backwards. But I, I found a rare Pokemon which was quite quite Ooh. cool. So it was all worthwhile. Went back through that cave, beat the gym leader in the next town, seven badges, one to go. I thought, oh yeah, I could get I could get back into this. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at my uh, my rankings on the software library in, uh, what's it called? I've forgotten the name of the function on the 3DS where you see your game's data, activity log. Yes, and that's correct. And I'm looking at it now, and my Pokemon White, funny you should mention that, is the second most played game on you uh, with 18 hours. Which, sorry, which one was that? Pokemon White. Oh, White, yeah. Um, yeah. But Fire Emblem is literally one minute behind Luigi's Mansion for fourth, so I'm going to say it's the fourth longest game. I've currently played it for 13 hours and 40 minutes. That's, that's quite a lot. And yeah, like I said, that's mostly because yeah. of me resetting for permadeaths and stuff. So it does add a lot to playtime to the game, but yeah. It's one of them long games, like Pokemon, if I remember correctly. I mean, I'm black, I think I'm on 24 hours, 23, 24. I don't moment. want to even think about how many hours I sunk into red. A cu- oh, if a we go back, th- yeah, it's in the hundreds for me as well. I remember my, po- my copy of Pokemon Silver before I traded it in because I had an American copy, a Japanese copy, and a regular PAL copy. I love Pokemon Silver. Uh, for me, that's the perfect Pokemon game. Yeah, I have to agree. that the Gold and Silver were... Uh, they just ironed out all those creases of the yeah. first game, and I, it's one of the the best ones. It kind of baffles me to be honest to think about it because I played, I played the ROM like pretty much when Pokemon Red and Blue give it a year or two when I was eleven, I think it was, because I was in first year of comprehensive school in the UK. Uh, Pokemon Silver came out, and in Japan, and there was a translated ROM, and I played it to death, and I racked up hundreds and hundreds of hours on it, and then. I thought I so actually. You were sitting at a computer just playing. No, Pokemon. no, no. But this is the thing. I played it on ROM, 
and I got to fight Ash, or Red, as he's called in the game, on the ROM, and I thought, look at this. I can just buy the cart. I know everywhere I'm going. I know the items I need. Mm. So I literally played through the entire game again in Japanese. And then I got an American version when it came out in America. Wow. And I played it again. Um, Not to the same extent. I think I just beat the eight gym leaders because then I could play it with people. And then I, I think I found a copy of the British version in a car boot or something not long after it came out. It took you a while out. to get to the PAL copy. Yeah. yeah, it took me a very long time. <laughs> to be honest with you, like the only Pokemon game for the Game Boy I think I own in PAL is Pokemon Yellow. No, actually, tell a lie, I imported Pokemon Yellow as well. Uh, Blue is the only one I've got in PAL. Every other one is American. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Little fact there. Back in the days. Um, sorry. Of course, uh, Gold and Silver were released on the DS, and that, and that they were. I sunk a lot into. Soul Silver on the DS. Uh, that was my rebirth of Pokemon because uh, I'd previously had a bad experience with Diamond or Pearl, I forget which one yeah. I had. And uh, I just kind of didn't see the point in Pokemon anymore. I thought, well, why, why bother? I'm not interested in this anymore. Yeah. It's just the same old thing over and over again. I, I have no interest in this. Yeah. And so that turned me right off Pokemon. And, I, and for that reason, I never finished uh, Diamond and Pearl. Since yeah. then, I, I actually traded in my copy of Pearl, I think it was, and but later on down the line, when I saw a copy of Diamond Cheap, I picked that up um, and started playing that again. But it was only after I had a fantastic experience with uh, Soul Silver again. It, it's just yeah. uh, the best Pokemon game. I love it. I I never picked up the Game Boy Advance title purely because I knew the, the, how many the hours. DS one. Oh DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Sorry, it's was, on the DS. Comes with a little pedometer. I'm thinking. That's right. He was thinking of Leaf Green and Fire I am Red. indeed. Yeah. 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 Which Sorry. were cool because you got an extra island on there as well. You, really? You, it, oh, I it didn't was know more, that. There was more game to it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't pick it up. Purely yeah. because I'd sunk so many hours into it on the game. Yeah, I used to, I love the pedometer thing. I, I'd use that quite a lot. I didn't... Round work, I'd go into work and work in a game. You know, Until I got Pokemon White, uh, which was when we moved to Denmark, pretty much not long after when I got my 3DS. Mm. I didn't buy Pokemon games for a very, very long time. And I enjoy them because they are, it's cool, it's just a Japanese role-playing game. It's just a, you know, you're leveling these Pokemon and then you take them and you... It's a Japanese role-playing game, but I like it. Yeah, but it's a real <laughs> sense of achievement Oh, to it really it, is. You can't, isn't really mimicked by any other role-playing game. There's not that much of a story. The story's way for thin. It's just yeah. you kind of, and I know in the later ones it goes a bit silly, but you get like all different versions of Team Rocket it's battling f- each other and Team all this. Team Plasma most recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's the um, it's the f- free reign you have in a Pokemon game to ca- create the team you want to create and the mo- give them the moves you want to give them. And it, Yeah, th- to me it feels a lot more freer than, than most RPGs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, there's no fi- there is a fixed narrative in the fact that, you know, you've kind of got like uh, gates you have to go through so you have to like go to certain gyms mm. and get badges and all this kind of stuff but it's just it's such a fantastic game like I'm very much looking forward to the 3DS Pokemon I will play to death that's why I kind of stopped playing white because black and white 2 were coming out not yeah. long after I bought white so I was kind of like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with black and I'm, I'm gonna I'm hopefully finish it and then move straight on to the 3DS one I think I'll bypass yeah. black and white 2 I've heard there's not much uh, I've heard difference. from uh, dedicated Pokemon fans in that we work with who love it and then just like oh, I don't bother. So yeah. it's it a bit of a shame. Of like we need a game. We need to fill the gap. Pretty much, from it's what I understand, perhaps. yeah. 
But no, I, I love Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Uh, so, so moving on from Pokemon, so uh, I also, also, sorry, I'm moving away from the microphone. Hope you can hear me all right. Um, we played a bit of po- uh, Mar- the Mario Kart DS. We did play the, the Mario bus. Kart we DS. We were going to Copenhagen, uh, the uh, work kind of trip the other day, which was really nice. Yeah, it was a nice day out. Uh, I say work trip. It was it, it wasn't it was anything like to do a, with the, the no, job uh, it was working a, at Lego. It was uh, it was a day out just for the sake of a day out of going somewhere as a group of strangers in a strange land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To see. But but, but we um, we had our three DSs on him, me and Matt and our friend Toby, and we uh, yeah we, we we played the original the DS version of Mario Kart with one cartridge. We did, yeah. I I love that. I kind of forgot about the whole function mm. of you know being able to play other people's games and stuff. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's really cool, and it's it's great. I was surprised actually that they left this feature in the 3DS, the download play feature. Yeah, and that was really cool. Of course, there's download play available on 3DS titles, but there's the also the option to download play DS titles. The DS. Yeah, and, and it's it was really cool. It switches back to the old DS menu. Yeah, to see that on the 3DS was quite surreal, especially on my big screen. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, really cool. Um, also, I really enjoyed Mario Kart DS. I had that, and I traded it in, actually, because I, I fed up playing it on my own. Yeah. Um, and then I laid down the line, I got Mario Kart 7 and really enjoyed that. But there's, there's things about the DS version, which a, sense, a real sense of speed in, in the uh, slipstream stuff yeah, on yeah. the DS was really cool. It's great. I, I don't think they quite got in. To be honest, you were like a, a massively, massively controversial comment, I think, coming. I think the Game Boy Advance one is my favourite Mario Kart. Ah, uh, Super Circuit. Yeah, I think Super Circuit's a fantastic game. Yeah, I, I I didn't get rid of Super Circuit. I still have that. It's great. I yeah, yeah. Again, it's one of those few games I have in Japanese and in English because it was very, very cheap to buy a Japanese copy yeah. before it came out. And yeah, the menu system is essentially in English for the most part. Yeah. I, I like that. It, I think it was with that game they started introducing different tracks from, from previous Mario Kart. Yes, they did. And they've carried this on to the this day and i really like that yeah you know that it's got such a heritage now the mario kart series has that as well as offering brand new tracks every game that, yeah. that gives you the opportunity to play the old ones too well that's what's great about it i mean like mario kart's kind of established as the karting game like any karting game that comes out is automatically compared to mario kart because mm. nintendo's done such a good job with it i'm hoping they'll announce a new one at e3 if they say use the wii u mario kart because there's a lot of rumours there's going to be a Smash Brothers. Yeah. Actually, did we talk about that last week? Where we were talking um, that Nintendo actually, with them saying like, oh, we're not going to be at E3 and they were just going to do press conferences and all this kind of stuff. They're actually going to bring all of the games that they would have shown on the floor of E3 to Best Buy stores in the US. Oh, no, I didn't, no. You didn't can, touch on this. You no. can physically attend. You can just go to like your local supermarket in the US, essentially. And you can play like Pikmin three. You'll be able to play a new Smash Brothers game if it's a new Smash Brothers game. Wow, you lucky Americans! It sounds insane. <laughs> like nobody's ever done that before. Like, it's it's great. I, you know, it's Nintendo showing a bit of initiative. And All kinda, about the games. Exactly, and you know, it's that <laughs> that eBay ad after the Xbox One launch, and then being really cheeky and saying, "Under the image of a Wii U, buy it now for this price." Um, no, no need for an always-on connection. Play your old games, no hassle, or something like that. And I, I it's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of gone out of my way to support the Wii U this week, but I'll talk on that yeah. later. Um, 
that's pretty much me for this week. I actually I did play the uh, Dumb Ways to Die app, which I downloaded for free. Yeah, which is really fun. It's cool. It's a little like uh, WarioWare, very short mini games, uh, all to do with the, the touch screen. Um, Although there's not too many of them, actually. I, I was replaying it a bit, and it's like... It's like it is four, a free app, it's, though, isn't it? four or five little scenarios. Uh, yeah, but it's free, and it's got all the charm of that video. viral yeah, video that, that was all over the net not too long ago. So uh, it's worth picking up. It's free. Get it. Uh, cool. Don't waste a die app. Yeah. Speaking of games you bought for free, are you done with your played? I've done with my played. We're yeah. going to move on to our bought now. Yeah, and, uh, cool. Go um, I'm going to kind of... I have two Danish deals of the week. Two Danish deals of the week. And one I bet that is actually being replicated throughout the land. Um, the first one is uh, Zombie U for the Wii, which I bought because I really wanted to buy for a long time. Uh, I bought it for 220 krona in Stereo Studio. But I've since learned, and I'm kind of a bit gutted that you can get it for a flat 200 in Fauna. But I, it's just £2. It doesn't really bother me. Um, but I've kind of just briefly played the little introduction. But it looks really nice. It even plays really nice. So I feel just a bit repetitive gameplay-wise, but it's good. Uh, you can also get it on Zavi for uh, £20, I believe, mm. if you're a UK listener. Um, seems great. Um, yeah, you should get it. You should support Nintendo. I'm, I'm going back on... I'm kind of... You were very anti-Wii U not too long ago. Well, no, well not it's not so much anti, that I was anti-Wii no, U. I mean, I bought the bothered, console so. at launch. It's just there was no games. And fortunately, today I've kind of... I pre-ordered a load, but I'll talk about them later oh. because I went on Amazon earlier and they showed the games are literally coming out in like the next two months. Is uh, pre-ordered Game & Wario, which is out in June. Uh, Pikmin oh. 3 has officially been announced for the 25th of July. Oh. And uh, the Super Mario, uh, the Super Luigi U, the yeah. the Super Mario skin with new levels and stuff. Mario, uh, Wii I, U. I will. That will be my penultimate one, and hopefully I'll wrap that up in time to play the Super Luigi U game then. Yeah. Um, one thing that's uh, got my goat recently is these uh, pre-order deals on Amazon for the PS4 and Xbox One. Well, they're, like they're asking six hundred quid. quid. Yeah. Yeah, but they just, <laughs> they're saying like, oh, it's not, it's just a placeholder price. I'm just like, well, you must have some idea of how much it's going to cost then if you're asking people. £600? Yeah. No. The cost. Well, I mean, yeah, you can argue it's pretty much the cost of like a, a very, very high-end PC. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I People were complaining about the price of the Wii U. I think they're going to shoot themselves in the foot if they're pricing a games console that high. Like... It's not a necessity, and I think people need to. I, I can't be that much. It can't be that much. And and and, and Amazon. At least the part that Amazon are going to be giving a lot of this money back once they. Well, they don't take any money until it's sold anyway. Until they ship it to you, they don't take money. That's why I've got a lot of pre-orders on Amazon because it's good to secure. Oh, it's, it's but when they say deposit, uh, that's what how I read it. Like you put down six hundred pounds. No, 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 no. Uh, when you pre-order stuff from Amazon, and I actually I'm going to touch woods because I don't know if this has changed, but it used to be the case with Amazon is when you pre-order something on Amazon, they they don't charge you for it until it ships, which is sometimes annoying because sometimes I'll pre-order something months in advance, then my card will change, I'll forget about it, and then I'll lose my pre-order. Hmm. But um, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. No, that's just uh, they kind of the the disclaimer I remember reading on the Xbox One. 
said uh, this is just kind of an estimate price. Obviously, any price drops that happen will be, you know, will be mm. reciprocated. It'll drop the price. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, back to your games yeah, yeah. you've bought this um, week. And then my second one, which is something I, again, oh, think yes, is everywhere. Um, I went to GameStop just because I was having a nose because it was payday and there's a few games I are still missing from my rather comprehensive 360 library. And in the wake of the Xbox One announcement on there being zero backwards compatibility on it, even with download games, which is something we'll get into later, uh, they everywhere seems to have slashed the prices of their pre-owned Xbox 360 games. I picked up Singularity for 20 kroner, so like £2 for a great first-person shooter. That's very can, highly underrated. Yeah. I picked up Nia for 40 kroner. I picked up Far Cry 2 for 40 kroner. So I'm paying like 4 pounds essentially for games that are just great games and you know they deserve to be played but it's just i think it's them trying to clear stock as quickly as they can now they are particular titles though probably that didn't didn't sell that well upon release and Uh, possibly far cry 2 did i think yeah but that's i know it's pretty old but like but it is more obscure than i think you know, if you see it, you do usually see it cheap, but it's the case of if, if you see it about nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I, to be honest with you, I noticed even, like, more recent titles have dropped a lot, which is mm. something I don't really see in GameStop. I think there's copies of Metal Gear Rising are only, like, £20 now. I think, I think they're trying to get people to buy these games because there's going to be no... There's no. going to be no market for them soon. Like, as soon as they announce this release date... Well, there's always a market for the older consoles. Uh, I mean, PS2 was kind of out of date and they were still selling PS2. Games. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think these all kind of uh, seem to me to be like the 10 plagues of Egypt, you know. They were slashing their games quickly because they know no one's going to buy pre-owned games and... Is These are the warning signs that the console may be released kind of soon, and it also, you know, they're aware that they're digging their own graves. How about this for a bit, of, a bit of news? Uh, EA have got rid of their uh, online passes. Yeah, but that's because every console is going to require you to like authenticate an uh, online game now. But I can imagine for those people who've recently uh, paid to uh, pick up yeah. an online pass, uh, download it. Oh crap! You know, I just pay this money now. They're all free now. You can download all your online passes for free. Yes, yeah, because you're only going to be able to play the games for a couple of months in their eyes. Now it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, I read it was they're not going to do them in new games, but I I think they've since rebooted and said, oh no, we've just made everything free now. But think about it, like the last FIFA that'll probably be on the 360 will probably be this year and. They actually, I tell a lie. They probably pump out FIFA and stuff for a, a, however long the console well, is live. The PS2 was still getting FIFA games long after it was. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Dead. I'm speaking out of school a bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, that's my tip. Go to your local game slash GameStop or whatever. Just check out the pre-owned game station. You can probably well, pick up some right you think bargains. Any, uh, cheaper in the uh, UK or wherever you're living because. If it's case, it might be the case in Denmark. I don't know. Is it the case? It seemed everywhere? to be the case in Denmark. I don't know if it's the same uh, everywhere else, but like, we'll see. when I was in London, actually, a lot of the pre-owned Xbox games seemed to be a lot cheaper, but I didn't really delve into them because I, I knew what I wanted and kind of walked past yeah. them. Uh, yeah, uh, so other than that, I picked up uh, Lagoon, 
uh, for the Super Nintendo action Ooh, RPG, cool. I believe, by Enix. Haven't played it yet, haven't received it. Sounds good. Just picked it up because it's one of the six PAL JRPGs mm. for the Super Nintendo, okay. and I didn't have it. Um, and then I'll go into my... My throw all my cards down on the table and say my my best find in a charity shop in a very long time. Uh, I went to a charity shop on the way to an exhibition that me and Thomas were in over the weekend. Uh, we might even put some pictures of our pieces up on the Twitter if anyone's interested. But I went into this charity shop just because usually I'd be in work and I wasn't. I took the afternoon off to sort things out for the exhibition and I walked past the charity shop going, oh, I've never seen this charity shop before and it's open. I'll have a look inside. So I went in there and it was the usual stuff, you know, they've got like electronic things and whatever and I was sifting through all that and I went to the back and I saw there was a section with a small thing of games and it didn't really seem to have that much. There was a load of PS1 games but then there was a few Xbox games and one or two PS2 games and a Wii game I think as well. Mm-hmm. And so I went there and I was just kind of like, okay, I'll take a look. Flick through the PS1, uh, flick through the PS2 games, nothing in there. Flicked through the Xbox games. I was like, oh, Blink's a time speaker. I've heard it's a bit rubbish, but I'll pick it up because it's only like a pound. It was it's like, okay. Yeah. This is what I've heard. I've heard it's a bit repetitive and the time mm. functions don't really mm. work out much. But I was like, oh, I'm curious enough to play it. So I picked that up. Mm. I was flicking through and I saw Croc Legend of the Gobos. I was like, oh, I'm sure we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Is it Gobos or Gobos? I think Gobos. Gobos sounds better, doesn't it? Gobos. Okay, we'll go with Gobos. Yeah. Uh, I saw Croc. Just not going to say it. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll pick you up Croc. You have fond memories of Croc. I, I don't. I have horrible memories of Croc, but I completed it and I remember enjoying it. Do you know I, what? I have got a copy of Croc here. Really? Have you got a copy <laughs> of Croc <laughs> no, we've got here? two copies of Croc Oh, my days. I only bought it because I thought you wouldn't, I thought <laughs> no, you wouldn't no, want to play it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, but I bought, um, I bought Croc. And then literally, like, after me picking up Croc, I looked at the next game in the pile and it was Tombi, a rather obscure Japanese... Well, Tombi was a game I picked up recently on the PlayStation Network, purely because it's obscure. If you want to buy a second-hand copy, it's going to cost you a little bit. Yeah, I've been looking at prices on eBay since I picked this one up. Um, the cheapest buy it now that was on there was £88, and that one had a really bad manual. But this one is literally short of a sticker that says which Dance peels version, off, I know, which peels off quite easily. Yeah. This kind of curled at the edge. It is in absolute pristine condition. I just got really excited. What a find, man. It was. Uh, is my find of the century. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I got a really cheap copy of Psychedem, but yeah, that was long ago. But yeah, so I bought it. I haven't played it yet just because I want to set aside some proper time to play it because I've only... I had the demo of it as a kid on the PS1 and I always really, really wanted the game and I never found it anywhere. And yeah. so, small victory. Yeah. But that's pretty much my bots. Really How about bots. you? Yeah. How about me? Yeah, you haven't bought that much, right? You've Two. been a good boy. Yeah. Two. Good boy. Uh, friends don't let friends buy games, Tom. What have you done? I bought a Jurassic Park on the math system. Okay. After I've mentioned last week watching a video of classic uh, math system video game soundtracks. They suckered you in with Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park happened to be on there. And actually looking at the game footage, I thought, that, oh, that's all right. And, and uh, I've recently... Uh, thinking about Jurassic Park a bit more and, and, and bought the Blu-rays uh, yeah. for the, the trilogy, which something I actually um, um, wasn't going to do. Well, I wasn't intending to because I've already got the first one on DVD and I've always considered probably the first one to be the only one worth owning. It's popular opinion, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I am um, 
going to watch the all of them on, on Blu-ray soon. So why not have a, a video game counterpart uh, to, to that experience? Why the devil not? Yeah, so Jurassic Park and Master System, a nice pickup at £6. That's all right, yeah. Including postage. Yeah. Uh, from eBay. And uh, I had a few Microsoft points left. Uh, Darkstalkers for the 360 had to be picked up as a, a fighting game fan. The ability to play online is quite a draw. And uh, I know it's not a game that Matt's had much experience with. No, I haven't. I've uh, always kind of been intrigued by it. It seemed like a really cool and, series. Uh, seeing it on the 360 and uh, Matt's uh, quite eager to pick up an arcade stick himself. I am. The quest continues. If you know anywhere I can get an arcade stick, please let me know. Yeah, so we have one. But uh, hopefully soon too. And hopefully we can give that a, a little bit of a bash. Yeah, two rights. Yeah. We'll get on it. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's it. How about that? How I'm, I'm quite, about I'm quite, that? I'm quite proud of myself, actually. You've shown reserve. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Right. Well, other things on my mind, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's... Um, yeah, there you go. Two games this week. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit on something that was announced, not yesterday, but Friday, Thursday, I think. And it's something that was already announced on the, the PS4 front a while back from launch of the console. But I saw a very interesting debate on Twitter earlier um, from... He's a guy who works for Sony, but he was speaking in terms of like books and stuff. And I, I won't mention him because he was afraid he was going to get into trouble for talking about it. But um, yeah, a guy on our Twitter feed, very interesting chap I follow, uh, was talking about um, digital rights management stuff for your downloaded content. Do He said it just kind of makes him sad that he has so many items for his Kindle but he said, will I ever be able to pass those on to my kids? And it got me thinking, because Microsoft have recently announced that all of your Xbox Live purchases for the 360 will not carry over to your Xbox One. You just have to keep your 360. Well, that's what they've said. Yeah. But I, you know, having owned multiple 360s, I'm kind of a bit worried about it's, this. It's awkward. I mean... These games are still relatively new. They're still revolutionary in a lot of ways. It, I, I always thought when I was picking up arcade games, you know, these would last me to, you know, a good few years. Yeah, yeah. And, and to think maybe if you're struggling for a bit of space around your TV that you'll have to keep your Jag... If you've got a Xbox, it's quite big, even a slim one. Yeah. You've got to keep that out as well. P- maybe purely just to, you know, to play these games. It's a bit It's a bit of a pain. It's, it's, it's an annoyance. I'd say so, to say the least. I mean, you know, like... The whole point of like rebuying, for example, Double Dragon, mm. was so that you didn't have to keep your nares around and they sharpened it, it up it, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and it was trying to free space up. So much of an emphasis has been put on re-releasing old classic games to the point where I'm quite happy with the library I've got. I'm saving my 360 and PS3. I'm like, wow, this is so great. Yeah. And think your next console that comes out. Now, if you really want them, you have to buy them again. It kind of annoys me. I'm kind of hoping because I'd seen a rumor uh, from the original, like leaks of the Xbox One before that conference, that said they were going to have some kind of box that you could buy that was kind of like a very very small version of the 360 that kind of like emulates mm. the 360, and that would have a CD drive. But they've kind they've said though that like they want you to keep your Xbox 360, and I'm just like, well, why would you do that? Why is that a smart move? Do you really think that if you've 
bitten me once with this and I've paid hundreds of pounds for downloadable games that I'm just going to fork out money again. No, I'm not. I, I don't. And uh, you remember, not everyone's like us and is quite comfortable with having a million consoles plugged into their TV. No, exactly. And that's the and annoying that... <laughs> thing about it. But like, it kind of boils down to, I remember reading an article that was saying a few years ago that it wasn't actually him. It was a rumour that it was Bruce Willis was trying to sue Apple on the ground on for the rights to hand his iTunes collection down to his children because on the event of your death, essentially your ownership of anything you purchase through the iTunes store reverts back to Apple because you are not paying for the song, you are not paying to own the song as you would have on a CD where you're paying to own the physical format. Really? You don't own a song if you don't, you've bought a license to a song. And that's what the same thing applies to the Xbox. Uh, so Microsoft are perfectly within their rights, in all fairness to them. It's not saying that it, I agree with their stance on it, but yeah, they are within their rights to yeah. not allow you to play it on the Xbox One because you haven't bought a right to play it on the Xbox One. Yeah. Maybe there will be some kind of thing where you can kind of upgrade, but who knows? They haven't announced that far. We'd have to wait till E3, but it just... Oh, I don't like it, like... But but it, I would point out it's not just Microsoft, is it? It is Microsoft. What I remember of the PlayStation Three conference, it was the same deal there. The, the, it was the downloaded yeah, network titles won't be available to redownload it on the uh, PS Four. They will not, unfortunately, um, which is a bit of a shame. But I'm kind of curious to see how that works. To be honest with you, because I mean I'm playing a lot of titles on my Vita that we've got <laughs> off of things. So, and the Vita is going to be integral to PS Four because they've announced. Yeah. Fortunately for Wii U users, that the PS4 is gonna include remote play for the Vita, mm. so you'd be able to play PS4 games on your Vita. I think uh, Sony did say they were looking into the possibility. They of were looking into the possibility available on the newer system. Same with uh, backwards compatibility, which is why everyone's kind of going, "Tell us if it is or not." Yeah, because um, really, for a lot of people, that's gonna be like, "Oh, well, which system do I get?" Well, I honestly think if uh, Sony did that and said backwards compatibility plus all your PSN titles are backwards compatible mm. I, I think that'd be a steal but like Nintendo do it like why yeah. like you know everyone gives Nintendo so much flack and well you can't play GameCube games on Wii U you can at least play Wii games you can play you Wii can games transfer you but you can transfer all your Wii U games. Uh, your Wii virtual console games to your Wii U and your, your WiiWare you know, games you can so. yeah and I mean you know as badly, you know they give it, people give them flax because if you're Wii U or Wii U stolen, you will lose all of the things on that because there's no proper yeah. architecture in place to show what you've purchased with an account because yeah, yeah, yeah. there isn't really a, an account as such. Silly Nintendo. Yeah, it is a bit silly, but you know, but, um, in the yeah. grand scheme of things, they're giving you the right to do it. And They've I mean, been the best at backwards compatibility. They have, yeah. They're aware of say. the legacy of Nintendo players, I guess. Yeah. And Sony are, you know. I mean, uh, the PS2 could play PS1 games and the PS3 could play all of them up to Just a point about. and then they realised that the PS2 well they couldn't play Jack and Daxter no. my copy of Jack and Daxter on my 60 gig wouldn't play properly the screen ripped and I was a bit mm. Guitar Hero was ropey as well I yeah. think but anyway besides the point yeah yeah besides the least, point they tried games, yeah. yeah and you know I think if that was the case if they have gone out of their way and said look we've tried to emulate the PS3 we can't it's completely different architecture it's not doable then I kind of go, okay, at least you've tried. But like Microsoft uh, said, you know, in the, one of their conferences, it's just like, why the hell would you want to play your 360 it's games? It's the that is probably the most frustrating. Isn't yeah, it? it's very annoying. I, I'm, I'm going to see. I still haven't made up my mind about how the com 
It's hard, I'm yeah. Trying to, I'm just trying to sit on the fence. I remember seeing earlier this week uh, something on Facebook showing the box art for Forza 5 and that new game from Remedy. What's it called? Quantum Redshift? Oh, no. yeah. Um, <laughs> Quantum something or yeah. other. Yeah. And uh, people getting all excited about what you think of these box arts, what's the best? And I, I looked at the, the Quantum whatever cover and it's like, well, there's an angry man holding a gun. It just it didn't yeah. strike to me as looking this isn't like the next generation of video games to me. Quantum just, Rift? Could be. Yeah. It was like Angry Man holding a gun. Is this the future? I think games are always gonna have that stereotype of uh, yeah. what they are, you know, people like shooting, people like guys with guns. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of besides the point, but I I'm thought I'm just I'd gonna throw out there though, but that's the same with everything and it? it's never judge a book by its cover. If you look at like films you're going to see some marine running with a gun and you're like, yeah, action. I think it's know? the argument of uh, people saying that this is an exploration game, this will be revolutionary. But always, I think a lot of the time, it'll be the old cliches coming back again and again and again. And maybe the game actually is quite unique, but, it, but the cover didn't. I can't uh, remember the name of the game, but there's a PS4 title that's supposedly going to be a launch title. And they haven't... No, actually, I don't think it is. I tell a lie. I don't think it's the launch title. But they've said it's going to be on the PS4. And they're going out of their way and they've kind of made in their press and stuff. And I honestly can't remember the name of the studio or the game. But it's going to be like a, a murder mystery type of game. And the whole concept of it is, it's just like, well, when we look at the PS3, we're going to look at Nathan Drake and say, well, he's a really nice character. Massive murderer, because all you do in the Uncharted games when you're not climbing is killing people, essentially. Mm. And they say, we should move beyond that, because, you know, how does that... That shouldn't... You know, if we want to really dive into character and depth and all this kind of stuff, we can't do it. And, I mean, it happened in Bioshock, and I think we talked about this last week, mm. where, you know, it's a complete detachment from the depth of the story they're trying to tell, and then you're just walking around shooting people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah... Same old broken record on that front, but I think they're going to try and make a few games where they kind of go away from that now. So they may be this, hopefully, anyway. And obviously, you're still going to get like Call of Duty games, you're still going to get FIFA games where it's just you know, you emulate it and experience. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh dear, yes, he has got a dog. Everyone with their Twitter comments of spoiler alert, the dog dies. <laughs> made me laugh. It, it's the most exciting thing about it. To, to say that the, the dog in it is the thing that's getting most people excited about New Call of Duty. Yeah, but like, they, they're not. They're making memes of it. They're just like, oh my God, you've got a dog. Because it's a joke. Where, where, where can we go with Call of Duty? Dog. dog. It's almost as if sacking the team <laughs> that made the original games great was a bad idea. I was searching for ideas and how to make each game be a little bit more uh, unique. Generally, they've just got a dartboard with random scenarios <laughs> on it, and they just throw in it, and it's just like, Big Burly Man, AK-47. Raises a question. Dog? <laughs> yep. How many set pieces can they do? Because they've done a lot of set pieces now in Call of Duty, haven't they? Well, uh, in terms of action films, what, they've done aeroplanes in Call of Duty, haven't they? they? They've done all sorts of... To be honest with you, and boats, if you haven't played airplanes. Modern Warfare, I'm sorry, this will be a spoiler, so skip ahead a minute. But, like, you know, when you... That moment in Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 1, where you're in the Black Hawk... And the nuke goes off, and your Black Hawk tumbles down, and you just like, what the hell, huh? And then you kind of like your characters alive for a couple of seconds as you kind of crawl out, and you just see all the radiation yeah. meters going nuts and stuff. 
really striking moments. But like, good at moments like that, Call of Duty. For for all the kind of you know poo pooing people do Call of Duty and stuff, it's quite good at. It is very good at set pieces, but I mean, yeah. I I haven't really played many of them since the departure of most of the Infinity Ward team. Shocking, wasn't it, in Modern Warfare 2, the uh, terrorist uh, level? Where you, oh, you, God, yeah. I forgot about that entirely. You, gun, you, you gunned down the... P- I, didn't, I didn't shoot any civilians. I couldn't bring myself to do it. It was one of the few times video games I've actually felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Really, well, seriously. Well, yeah. the fact they give you the, the option to skip the level says a lot about yeah. it, you know. It is... It's a lot of shock value to it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it does make you question about games and stuff. Yeah, it was an interesting thing, and not many games do that. And then maybe you can applaud a call. Well, like to be honest with you, like it's the kind of thing that like Tarantino does sometimes. Mm. It makes you uncomfortable. It makes you think about why you're watching something. It's like uh, the scene in Pulp Fiction when they're in the car and they're talking about stuff, and uh, Travolta accidentally shoots Marv. But it's a funny moment because it's like, oh god, they just shot a guy, and they're on they're on the freeway. Oh gosh, they're gonna get caught now, and all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, he just shot a person, like, and you know, you're like, oh, you're caught up in it. It's it makes you think about things mm. because it makes you think about why you did that. And I mean, when you're walking around an airport and like, you don't have to, like, no one's telling you, no, no, to shoot the civilians, but the people around you are shooting the civilians, and like. It's yeah. quite frightening when you look down on, on the floor of that level and you see all the, the corpses of innocent people. and ooh. Yeah, it's very disconcerting. I mean, yeah, yeah. But you can't get through that level without not shooting anything. I tried it. Really? It's impossible. Really? Later on when you have to shoot the, the, the uh, like security, yeah. you, you can't not shoot them. No, you have to. to yeah, it's because the AI is rubbish. Well, it's just the way it's set up, but uh, yeah, you, you can avoid shooting the civilians. Yeah, yeah. but I guess you kind of have to, though, because it says, like, in the, the latest story, that's a bit, that's very interesting, actually, you know, you mentioned that, because it's like, it's giving you the moral choice, but then at the same time, you have to, because it's part of the story, you mm, have to, to kill degree, the security guards, because you have to be involved <laughs> in the massacre, because that's what sets off the entire events of the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, maybe in future games you will get the choice. Maybe there will be another way into the narrative that, you know, mm. if maybe if you do object, that's why they kill you because they found out you were undercover and then, but you were still found, you bought that body of that agent was still found in the scene and then they think he's involved in all mm. this kind of stuff. But, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what they try and do with storytelling in the next generation of games. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a little debate there. We it said is. we were going to have a little bit of discussion, and uh, we try to every yeah. now and again. Yeah, <laughs> every now and again there every is a now sensible and again, moment. There is, is, is something. Yeah, we lay it out on Truth Street yeah. and we talk to the kids. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about in this week of gaming? Oh, actually, uh, very sad news um, with. One of the developers on the Oculus Rift. Which 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 we joked about this week. <laughs> it sounded so funny, didn't it? We oh, the Oculus Rift. But yeah, no, no, very it's tragic news, very sad news that uh, one of one of the gentlemen who worked on on the project is uh, is deceased. Uh, uh, what 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 were the circumstances of this? Um, it that? was involved in a essentially a drive a police I was chase. He got caught Gone up in something, didn't um, yes. I, I haven't got my phone to hand. Where is it? There it is. I want to say the name of the gentleman. 
Yeah. Uh, because it's just terrible. It's just one of those moments that really makes you stop. As someone think. who was working on something which was breakthrough technology. But not know, even that, just thing. like the senseless way in which oh, it, it happened is yep. terrible. Yep. Uh, essentially, there was a police chase gone wrong and uh, Andrew Reese, I believe the man's name is, if I'm pronouncing that right, it's there, um, was just out on a, just a walk in around town. And yep. a felon uh, in pursuit by the police drove off and drove into a pedestrian street and unfortunately Andrew was in the street and was run over mm. and died at the scene, I believe, um, which is very sad for those involved, especially at... Um, yeah, we're not going to end the podcast on this. No, no, we're not. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, <laughs> it, yeah, it, but it's a sad thing and it makes you see how tra uh, fragile human life really is. Um, but it's just very nice to see like people from the games community and stuff yes. actually coming out and paying their condolences and all this. And I've not heard, you know, like when a celebrity passes or whatever, I've not heard any like trashy people going, uh, and, like making light of the situation, like, you know, at the end of the day, say what you want about gamers and trolls and stuff, but people have been very nice about it all, at least what I've seen, you know, yeah. people just saying, like, how they've tried the tech and how um, much they like it and how sad it is, and, yeah. Yeah. The, the guy, the guy, the uh, vision, it's... Uh, it's very yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a really light topic to end the podcast on. Now, uh, who's, that who's that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon? Really? Is that what we jump into? Oh, I don't know. We we, we stopped doing that, didn't we? Because uh, we did because no one answered. Hey, no. no oh, actually, yeah. Competition. Spe speaking of things no one replied to. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We we run a bit of a competition uh, last week. Over Ooh. the last week, it's yeah. just been because uh, we hit five hundred Twitter followers. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um. So we laid out a Ooh. a big plan to give away some Microsoft points and stuff. Oh, that's the shaking of the names in the ball. I, I, um, I hope you're on the edge of your seats now. We're, we're going to make one of you people very, yeah, very um, happy. <laughs> suffice to say, don't think I could organise a drink in a brewery um, because I tried to get this competition off the ground. I tried to get you guys excited and I don't think anyone really cared. Maybe because it's Microsoft points have now kind of been <laughs> deemed irrelevant. But we wanted, to, we wanted to give something back. We wanted yeah. to be nice. We wanted to say thank you for following us on Twitter. Um, thank you for listening to this. Can I do it? Can I do it, Matt? Uh, ah, ah yeah. On. Who's the winner? Um, For the massive seven entries who entered this competition. Oh. Drum roll. Drum roll. It's this person here. It's this person. Got oh, it. the name's been drawn. Right, okay. That's close. Is he going to be able to read my writing? It's... <laughs> Nope, <laughs> thought not. It's Big, it's big Phil! Big <laughs> Phil 89. I, w I will go out of my way and say possibly our biggest fan on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Oh, I, I, I'm going to pull out the other names, the entrants, just because they've been so nice as to on enter. Honourable mention. Um, honourable mention as well, especially to the first name I've pulled out of you. And that's um, at Superrad on Twitter. A very great podcast from the States, you should listen to it. Kind of a similar format. If you like us, you like them, and vice versa. Um, then there's NSP One Shop, which is a shop in Newport. Um, they're trying to start up like a, a store in Newport in Wales. Uh, they will encourage retro gaming and stuff, mm -hmm. so you should check that out. It sounds kind of cool. 
Um, um, Tom Champion at uh, We Are Little Fish wrote us a stellar review on iTunes. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Magnum Valentino is a good friend, Paul. Somewhat of a, a processor himself. Thank you very he much for indeed. your amazing, amazing Photoshop of the only entry to the David Lynch category, the surprise bonus I round. I haven't seen this yet. <laughs> I'm sure I've showed it no, to you. No, I need to see it. Yeah. Um, it's essentially we asked for a mashup, uh, a Photoshop contest directed by. Uh, it was suggested by Raikou88, who didn't enter in time. Why? Why? Um, yeah. He entered, but he didn't do it. But essentially, um, Ivan Valentino entered and gave us this stellar entry of um, Straight Fighter, which is essentially E-Honda kicking the guy from Straight Story by David Lynch on the tractor thing he's on. I'm sure I showed you this. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, you've seen it. I yeah. thought that was one you made. No, I didn't make that, no. Oh. Yeah, see, it's good. We we might even we might even print I it. Th- well, well, we post it. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will. Well, we'll definitely post we'll it on the Twitter. Yeah. But we might print it in celebration. If any of you want to do it as well, that'll be. Oh fun. yeah, we'd love to see your entries. I, we can't we give might, you anything more. But yeah, uh, we might even Photoshop some in ourselves. Um, uh, Dawn in Age as well. Uh, my f- good friend of mine, Sean, entered. Thank you. And the last person to enter was Raheel Crush. Who suggested one of the contests of uh, a numbers thing about us guessing a random number, but we thought that was a bit obscure, and we just like, oh well, we'll forward the podcast, and then it didn't really happen anyway. Oh. Uh yeah. So Big Phil, we will send out your letter and let us know on Facebook um, or Twitter. Give us a PM, and we'll get those points to you uh, in the week sometime. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool. Uh, that so was fun. Congratulations to Phil. Yeah, we'll we may do more podcast contests in the future. Just please enter them. <laughs> Cuz I feel I feel a bit of a silly sausage uh when so few You're a generous silly sausage. Well, yeah, well, I tried to be, you know. I wanted to say thank you to the people there, but like a lot of people kind of said like I would enter but I've got Microsoft. I've got Xbox <laughs> or I've got well, this or do, that. do so PlayStation. Well, maybe we maybe we can like reach out to someone or maybe give a T-shirt or something like that away next time. Yeah. Something a bit more universal than. Oh, the Tom thing. and Matt T-shirt. Oh my! Oh my God! We should do that. We should have an official shirt. If you want an official shirt, <laughs> let us know. We'll set up a Kickstarter pre-orders. Oh, actually, we can talk about that really quickly. A double fine. have gone back to Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, mentioned. seemed very cool. Um, we should talk about that next week. Essentially, it seemed a bit like a Fire Emblem style game, which seemed really, really cool. Well, it Kickstarter works, I think. <laughs> yeah, it does. Cool. Uh, yeah. Check that out. I think it's called uh, Holy. Oh, I can't remember. Something Chalice. Something Chalice. Something Chalice. Something Chalice. Uh, let me just check it out. I pledged a hundred dollars because I'm a bit silly, but I want my name in the game and I want a tab ad. And like I said, I really like Fire Emblem, and it's gonna it's gonna have permadeath as well. It's gonna have permadeath. It ties it in oh. nicely. Um, You're such a big fan of it. I am such a, such a well. Like, it's not so much I'm not a big fan of it. I I think it's really cool. I've just kind of got over it now. The whole I must complete the game and get every person alive. Uh, double fine, Kickstarter double fine, and it's just gonna get the adventure game. Massive chalice, massive oh. chalice. Oh, great, no, I, I like that. It's yeah. like a double entendre. It's a really great uh, game. Is that Pokemon? Ooh, is that an original? 
good one, isn't it? Oh, I don't know that one. I have to check with you after now when we go off air. Tell you later. Oh, cool. Yeah, who's that Pokemon? Tweet us in. Yeah, um, follow us on uh, TMA Cast on Twitter if you've not already got it. Rock Pokemon. Oh, well, I guess that from the... In in Pokemon Black and White. Oh, gosh. I I, I probably will know that one. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, at TMA Cast on Twitter, forward slash Tom and Matt Attack on Facebook. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Game on. Game on. Woo! Yeah, with some games for me. It, that it I really does. Just it played and traded in. I, I recently have bought all the Sonic titles again to have a new challenge of getting achievements on them. Something which you obviously can't experience on other formats. Apart from the PS3 now when they introduced the uh, trophy system. But that's still not still as well used feel as the um, Xbox system. I don't get the same sense of satisfaction no. and locking trophies. It's funny trophies. that, isn't it? It's like I played uh, Nino Kuni on uh, Tom's account. Purely because my PlayStation 3 is still back in the United Kingdom and now I've got a Vita, so I have my own PSN account. And Tom is just like, well, you can just carry on playing it on your account. Incidentally, I can't. It doesn't let me. The save's tied to your account, but that's a different story. But mm. I was just like, I don't really care about the trophies. I just kind of want to mm. play the game. Well, you've invested a lot more time into the Xbox and collecting achievements for that. Yeah, and this is the thing. But like, I don't, I haven't got that draw to do it on the PlayStation. Mm. It's just... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's uh, having a whole point value and seeing that number rise, I guess, okay. that triggers it. And the fact you just get that satisfactory little blink in the game as opposed to the noise yeah. the PlayStation Ooh. makes. Um, but yeah, there's there's negative aspects to the 360 as well. Oh, there's lots. Uh, but then there is to all of them. But we're, we're, we're I, will, s- I will say <coughs> this in the defence of the other consoles... I've only owned one PlayStation 3 for this entire generation. I've only owned one Wii for this generation. I've owned seven Xboxes. I've they got something terribly wrong. I've essentially had the original Xboxes and the newest Xbox, Touchwood, has been okay. But it just proves how popular it is that people will rebuy the, the console again Fortunately, and again. Fortunately, a lot of it's mine... it's a good console. Yeah, but. but I mean, you know, for a long time with online communities and stuff, I don't really think there was short of PC gaming, which obviously I know has a vast community, and mm. yes, it can be argued you can play Call of Duty 32 players and all this kind of stuff, which a console can't handle. But it just, you know, there was a. I had a very big community I used to post on the forums of uh, the British magazine X360, and it's just very fun to play online with people, and it was so easy to set up a party and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just great. I don't like possibly. I know there's a lot of clans who play on PlayStation Three now, but just at the time, it w- didn't seem that well focused for us. But yeah, Xbox is a great console. Um, we're not saying we actually think the Xbox is the best console of last generation. We're just throwing out some of the the positives and. Uh, it, on paper, it, it was a very popular console. And I mean, we're going to do this for every console yeah, as well. well this may, we're not favouring the Xbox. No, we're no. just starting with the Xbox. We are week. starting with the Xbox just in the wake of this announcement yeah. next week. Um, I don't know. what If we're going to kind of tease it, what do you think would be if you were to say your favourite console of this generation? I've said before now, I think the Wii was the best I console think, of I think generation. maybe, but I, I'm kind of torn between like... As much as I haven't played as many games on the PlayStation 3, I really like the menus and stuff more. 
But at the same time, I've pretty much spent a lot of time on the Xbox, so it'll be interesting. I think I'll be able to say after we've kind of talked through the PS3, yeah, I, I, which one I think. I really like the PS3. But I, I think the both of them have their merits. The this is a good PS3 thing of this generation. Is very is very close. I like yeah. both systems very much. Uh, and there's lots of things that annoy me about the Xbox that don't that they don't annoy me about the PS3 because they're, in, they're integrated a little better. But yeah, we will we will talk about PS3 uh, next week. Yeah, we will. It's a Blu-ray player. Yeah, exactly. But that's that. nothing to do with the games console. Uh, no, no, Tom. Argument. Don't you like HD DVD? <laughs> I, I think it was perfectly fine. I still want one of those. Like the the whole um, idea that I can do all the games essentially is very mm. nice. Or at least mm. DVDs anyway, that I can put a DVD in a separate drive and leave my game in the oh regular drive. Cool. That seemed like a nice ooh, function. Ooh, ooh. That and I can get such wonders as um, Superman Returns for only about 50 pence on HD DVD. Yeah. Yeah. Such joyous titles <laughs> as, um, I'm guessing, A Cinderella Story, maybe yeah. a collection of Sex and the City D- <laughs> HD DVDs for relatively cheap. And I, I think that brings us to the end of the show. I think it does, go, yeah. and, go and enjoy your HD DVDs. Enjoy uh, your maybe, HD maybe DVDs. Put, put on, uh, Let us know on the old Rambo. Twitter. And oh, yeah, Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe I am so like getting a HD DVD player. Yeah, uh, just let us know on the Twitter, which is uh, at TMACast, uh, what your thoughts on this generation of consoles are, what things you're excited about, that maybe in the new Xbox mm. that maybe we'll touch upon on Tuesday. Who knows? Mm. We may just release it and wait till Sunday. We'll see how tired we are. <laughs> I've got to fly home. I'm essentially leaving for London and then I'm flying home 24 hours later. So I may be pretty tired, but I'm still going to watch the announcement anyway. Um, let us know on Facebook as well. Um, forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. And please, 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 please rate and subscribe in iTunes because... That's the only way we'll know how many people are listening. And, you know, we want your feedback as well. We're trying to improve constantly. Yeah. And we promise not to mispronounce the name of a game for the entire episode again. Uh, we'll be a bit more on the board. We done that? Have we done that this time? No. Let us know if we have. Yeah, please do. Answers on a postcard. Yeah, and until next week then. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely week. And, and uh, game on. Game on. Game on. Oh, yes. oh, and well done, Denmark. Win the Eurovision. Oh, yeah. Well done, Denmark. Oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> I kind of, I posted that last night. Um, send us in as well uh, your thoughts of what a Eurovision video game would be like. I say it would be like an arcade uh, beat-em-up, side-scrolling beat-em-up, in which you go through each country as your home country and then essentially you get you beat up the backing dancers and then you get to the the end boss. I mm. use the example of Romania and that weird guy throwing sheets everywhere and mm. things crawling out of the sheets as his enemies who would have been good. And and also well, well done Bonnie Tyler. You put up a good fight. You did, actually. Uh, you didn't come last. Yeah. It was yeah. a good song. Actually we got we did get in a tweet when I threw this out on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna read it out. One of our users actually tweeted us back at my absurd idea of a Eurovision game. Um, a guy called the Spad. Hello, the Spad. He said it should be a strategy game in which you must work to reform the USSR, thus breaking up the Eastern European voting <laughs> bloc, allowing England to win. Nice. I think you should comment is Britain <laughs> as a Welshman, but yeah, it's essentially England. Yeah, uh, Ireland didn't do too well. So no, they didn't. They lost, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, who would have guessed that a, a, ni- quite a, a 90s power pop anthem would have... Yeah, rubbish. they tried everything to appeal to the Eurovision uh, demographic, but they it, did, they didn't, just they? didn't quite work out. Yeah, right, okay, cool. That's enough Eurovision. Yeah. Game on. Game See on. ya.